Are we finally starting to feel superhero fatigue? This episode of Only Stupid Answers was actually recorded a little bit ago before the release of Spider-Man No Way Home, but I thought this conversation was still super interesting and super applicable to the past year we had and all the superhero media that has come out, so I thought I would share it right now. But if you're a part of our Patreon, patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers, you could listen to episodes like this early or even watch them live as we record them. So do yourself a favor and go over to patreon.com slash only stupid answers because we've got some incredibly exciting things planned for 2022 and you won't want to miss out now on with the show Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, superheroes, so many superheroes all the time, all the superhero stuff all the time. And that's what we're talking about today. With me, as always, is the incredible Roxy Stryer. Hello. Hello, DJ. It's so good to be here this morning. I love it. So what, when it comes to accents, what do you have in your back pocket? What can you, British, obviously, you just whip that out. What do you got? Well, obviously, that was an on-point, excellent, all of, all of England accent. Listen, it sounds just as good as most, as a lot of British actors when they try to do an American accent. <laughs> yep. It was very specific to, oh, speaking of which, DJ didn't put it on my list today, but I watched. Oh, oh, so, you froze up real quick. What are you, what are you, I did? Yeah. What was on your list? I'm frozen? No, you're not frozen you're, now. Back? You're, you're back there, now. There, there was a, I watched the first episode of Kevin Can Fuck Himself. That's not on my list, but did you, have you seen this? No, but is it, the lead girl is also from Schitt's Creek? Yes. Yeah, Annie Murphy. Yes. DJ, if you want to hear some tough Boston accents. Cool. That's the show that you put on. Wow. I watched it and was like, oh, why, why is there nobody talking about this part of the show? Everybody think, told me to watch it. I watched it and was like, no. Well, and it's obviously tough because you've got history from there. How does The Departed do? Sorry, tangent. Pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. Like so, shows like movies like that do well. Like the only major movie like that where there was a glaring one for me was Blake Lively in town, where it's just like, yeah. no. Yeah. No. You just didn't get she didn't get there. And I think she's so fantastically talented. And sometimes you can be lenient on accents, but when it's the place that you're from, it's so hard. 100%. And I think that's one of the things I really liked about The Last Duel, that they didn't really bother. And I think that's where I like, like just don't do it. Like, I feel like it, how how often do people like really nail an accent? And it's like not as often as they need to. <laughs> if Unless it's a biopic, you know, like how we've got the Spencer movie coming in. Everybody's excited about the Diana Princess Dies accent from what's twilight uh yeah Kristen stewart Kristen stewart yeah couldn't get there could mm-hmm. not get there i was like Kristen wig no i get it yeah and especially Wade. once the other Kristen start flooding in you're like yeah. oh there's a barrier now <laughs> and i'm looking at the face thing and i'm like that's not Kristen wig yeah is it or, or wait uh uh what i what this movie presupposes is what if it is what? <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh but you know unless you're trying to be somebody then I think it's just kind of like have your own voice, man. Well, and also you are famously from Boston and yet you don't have a very conspicuous accent. But it, it's possible to be from a place mm-hmm. and not speak like you are, you know, inside of the toilet. So, yeah. So I feel like just for the most part, just like, well, let them do their 
I just let them do their thing. Not also, the just... only reason I know they're from Boston in the show, at least in the premiere episode, is because they have the accent. Like Great. it was, it seemed not relevant at all to any other aspect of the show. We didn't like go explore Boston. There was not like a a Boston theme. This was not a Boston crime. This is not, you know, this is just a sitcom taking place in Boston. That the only reason I know they're in Boston is because of the botched Boston accents. Great. Great. So that's cool. A uh, little uh, 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 Kevin can fuck himself teaser yeah. there. And that's what it's called, right? Yes. I mean, it's I, I, I always wonder when a, when a title's like censored, like people just call it blockers now. But I'm pretty sure that movie was supposed to be cock blockers. And so it's whenever there's a censored part of a title, it's like, do you want me to say the... Un-? I thought that one was always blockers. But then there was that show that was... The bitch in apartment twenty three. Yes, and they call it the B. Yeah, and, and, but that one makes a little sense because it rhymes the B in apartment twenty three. It is weird. It's just like yeah. just either do do it or don't do it. Put the yeah. Say the word if you yeah. can't say the word in the title, don't put it in the title. Is my is my opinion on that? Yeah, well, or call the show Kevin can f himself. Yes, and don't have the asterisks and we know what it is. But it's the fact that they're there that I'm like, I don't know what to call the show. Listen, we're way off the rails now. Let's yeah. get it. Let's get it back on. For those of us that want more scintillating conversations like this one, you can go to patreon.com slash only stupid answers where you get this show, the show you're listening to now, uh, unless you're listening to it live, which you can also do on Patreon. And then you get our after show. So basically, you get like a two-hour show every week uh, where we get to talk about stuff that you don't hear on the normal show. Like for this one, we're going to be talking about Halloween Kills um, and a bunch of other really cool stuff. We're going to talk about the uh, Chappelle special. Ooh, boy. Uh, get ready for that one, kids. Um <laughs> So if you want to hear all that, you can do that over our Patreon. You can also give us a five-star review on iTunes. It's incredibly helpful. Please, for the love of God, do it. We could use it. Uh, appreciate that. So that is all of that. Now, let's get into what we're into this week. And now, Roxy, you brought up um, this movie I've actually been hearing a lot about, a lot of positive things about, uh, called Made. TV show. TV Shit, show on I've Netflix. Already, I fucked up. <laughs> What? Uh, but maybe you pulled the right acid anyway. Because it looks uh, Mar- like it could be a movie. Quali? Mar- is it yeah. Mar- Margaret yeah, Quali? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Margaret Quali and Andy McDowell, who is apparently Margaret Quali's mom in life. What? I didn't know. And mom in this show, which is why they have such phenomenal chemistry. DJ, so I know I need you to clear your mind for a second. Clear your mind. The rest will follow. Okay. Because I... I get that every week I come on this show and I pitch you a different TV show. Yes. And every week it's like, this is the one. Mm-hmm. I get really I get really attached to my TV. I get really in love and really involved. It's almost like but, you hosted multiple shows specifically about covering TV mm-hmm, shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It sounds like I love TV. It sounds like you love TV. It sounds like I'm single and this is all I do. Uh, here's the deal. Made is one of the best shows I've seen in a long, long time. Like I will be floored and and riot, not riot. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll at least I'll stand in my own apartment holding a sign. There you go. I will be so upset if this show is not recognized by more people. Awards. This show is phenomenal. It's on Netflix. It is 
an hour each episode, 10 episodes. So it is a little bit of a commitment for a binge show. Yeah. It stars Margaret Qualley, who I love from The Leftovers. More people know her from Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Once That's, Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was my go-to. <laughs> Yeah, but she was she was the daughter in the leftovers. So now we're talking with the leftovers. She was season one. So what what is that? Seven years ago or something yeah. at this point? A long time ago that I've been really thinking that this girl's phenomenal. Andy McDowell is her mom in this show and in life. So chemistry on point. And then the rest of the performances, you'll recognize them. Uh, but really, what they did was pick like phenom actors to tell this story. It's one of the best performed shows, one of the best acted shows I've seen in a long time. And the moments are so poignant. So it's a show about Margaret Qualley's character, who is a mom getting out of a abusive relationship that and how to create a better life for her daughter. Mm -hmm. It is done so tactfully, but realistically yeah. that it you I didn't want to watch it at first because I was like, I don't know that I want to watch a DV show right now. I yeah. don't know that I want to spend time in the shelter right now. I just like, it seems so heavy, yeah. but because you love her relationship with her daughter so much, there's a lot of levity here. Cool. And she, she attempts to bring so much levity into her daughter's life that it brings it to the show. And it's just it's beautiful. It's really a beautiful show. There are times where it is cringy, not cringe like the cringe that I like, mm -hmm. cringe like you don't know what's going to happen and you feel very nervous for it because you're like, is this show about to make a statement that I think is inappropriate or what, mm -hmm. it, what are they trying to say here? But they pull it all together in a way that is surprising and yet feels justified and, and considerate. I loved the show. I think it got really screwed because it came out at the same time as Squid Game and and Midnight Mass. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just got buried on Netflix. Yeah. Even though I do see it's moving up in the rankings. But I, I honestly don't know how Netflix does its rankings. I feel like they kind of just make up whatever they want you to watch and what? say, this is now number three. Well, like, yeah, what would make you think that? <laughs> because they won't release the goddamn numbers. Interesting. Uh, interesting. <laughs> But wow, wow! I can't. I I'm. I feel very lucky that I clicked on this for no reason. Nobody it, recommended this to me. I didn't know a single person watching it. I just. It was one in the morning. I saw her face. I thought I like this actress, and I clicked on it. You're like, I like that face. That's a face I like. That's a face I like. So yeah. it's interesting because you know I have seen I have seen it pop up here and there. Obviously not to the degree of like a Squid Game or a Midnight Mass, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, and it's interesting, too, to think about, and I think this pertains to our conversation later, the way uh, human dramas like this are buried by genre entertainment. Because yes. we're, we're talking about later about superhero fatigue. But for me, I think it's more of like fandom fatigue. Like everything needs to be like a fantasy franchise or something. And and there's not mm -hmm. a lot of room for – and this is not entirely too true on TV. There's, there is a lot of like successful TV shows that are, that are focused on – uh, people. Um, and I was thinking about, as you were talking about it in my brain, I was like, would this be something I'd be interested in? And I thought like, it's like, I, I, I wonder how Netflix handles a drama is because I, I was thinking about it. All the Netflix shows I watch are the genre stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't totally. know how the like the stranger things of the world when, 
when uh, obviously Marvel did their thing over there, the Marvel yeah. shows of the world. Witcher. Yeah, Witcher. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like that, DJ. And I think that it, it's a good point. The only exception to the rule of genre seems to be star power, which is why something like a morning show is getting a ton of buzz. Yeah. Because when you put Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, and Steve Carell on the face of something, it kind of bypasses the rules of must be genre specific. But for Netflix, when it's Margaret Qualley, who I feel like I, you and I know because this is what we do for a living, but yeah. most people who, most people would not know her from a hole in the wall, just to be perfectly frank. She's also not on social media. Yeah. So she's got no kind of like uh, presence with the kids. Mm-hmm. Old and crotchety, get off my lawn. Yeah. It's just, I, I feel like these are the shows that get screwed all the time because they're not being as seen but this show wow it was it was so moving i uh, by the end i felt so connected to these people they were so real to me mm-hmm. that i was sitting there just just crying but not not sobbing it wasn't an upsetting moment it was just like i can't believe what these people are going through yeah. <laughs> and these are real humans and i know that what i'm watching there this isn't the real humans but they are really clearly real humans yeah Oh yeah. gosh, it was so good, DJ, and I and I hope that we support shows like this and make more shows like this that are that people who are going through this kind of thing can directly relate. And it's I'm not saying it's a how to, but it it can serve as a how not to at times mm-hmm. and what might happen, and also just make some people feel less alone and t- and let them know about resources that are available to them while also being incredibly. An, an entertaining show, not entertaining, like, ha, 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 entertaining, yeah. like, wow, I am enthralled in this. Yeah, I like engaging. Not stop watching. Engaging, exactly. Yeah. En- engaging show. Because this is, the fact that the, every episode is 59 minutes or something like that, like, it's a full hour show. Sure. And there are 10 episodes, and it's this deep and dark. And I went through it in two days, which I usually don't do with shows that are like this. Yeah. Uh, I It was so heavy on my soul. I just needed to, I wanted to know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's really cool. I, I, I'll i give it a shot. I'll check it out. Normally, like the, the heavy drama stuff, the heavy drama stuff, it's like, well, hey, I don't know if I have the fuel in the I tank think, for this one. <laughs> this could be a you and Monica thing too. Like, I think that this is a show that people can do with a friend or somebody and it's almost as like a conversation sparker why i was so fucking why i was so frustrated was because i had nobody to talk about at all like this is one of those shows i feel like you want somebody to talk about things with because yeah. you feel things inside and you're kind of rooting for things at times that you're like i, I don't know that i'm i'm hoping for the right thing right now <laughs> what i want to happen i don't actually know that that's right and like i, I yeah, I, I I think it makes you question what advice you would give somebody or yeah. what you what you feel in a certain situation. And like you might make the same choices that somebody else might make. And then seeing how that works, you're like, oh, shit, that was I did that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I yeah, did that I, to this person. I, this is on. Me. I did that. It's really good. It's really good. I sound pretentious as shit talking about this show, but it's, no, no, it, no. Is a, it is definitely an Emmy Award worthy show with Emmy Award worthy performances. So in that way, it's like prestige drama, but then it's also got grit to it that's different than what I'm seeing in, even though I love these shows, in like a succession where it's more like you hate every one of them. This is like a, you are so attached to them. Too bad. We're going to give all the Emmys to Emily in Paris. God damn it. (laughs) Well, you know, between that and the flight attendant, we just got to give all the Emmys to the... 
Got to give them those Emmys. So uh, before we go on, we're going to take a quick ad break, and then we'll get to what I'm into this week. Woo! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, everybody. Welcome back. If you uh, if you had watched this live uh, uh, or listened to this on Patreon, uh, you would have heard us have a whole conversation about the new Rugrats show on Paramount Plus. It's CG animated, uh, but haunting. In, in, it's a horror show. <laughs> but instead, you listen to an ad. Get over our Patreon for all that stuff. Um, so now we're going to talk about what I'm into uh, this week, and it's been something I've been I've been wanting to talk about for a long time and now is a good opportunity for me to discuss it and it is an old uh old it was from 2014 a showtime show i think it was showtime it was either i think it was showtime called the nick um uh directed by steven Sod- every episode is directed by um um steven soderbergh and it stars uh 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 uh, uh, uh andre holland who you may know from uh, uh uh moonlight um and a bunch of movies uh like that and Clive Owen, um, and a bunch of other amazing people. Roxy, are you familiar with the show at all? Familiar, but didn't watch ever. So I didn't watch because Showtime uh, is the reason I didn't watch it. But now it is on HBO Max. And so uh, I decided to check it out because I'm a big fan of Steven Soderbergh's work. And um, the show is fucking incredible. It is really? so fucking good it is like why now why did you start this now because it's on hbo max so i finally have access to it okay yeah i didn't have whatever thing it was on now uh, my wife and i just finished season one there's only two seasons there is a plan uh there there is talk of a third season starring uh, andre holland's character but for those that don't know let me bring up the imdb summary we'll see how good this is a look at the professional and personal lives of the staff at new york's knickerbocker hospital during the early part of the 20th century and saying the early part of the 20th century is a, is a little bit misleading it's literally like 1900 like the the beginning of the 20th century and so on the one hand, you've got this really interesting look at what medicine, like they talk about like how innovative medicine is at that time. And of course, for us, 120 years later, it's barbaric. Like it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a fucking nightmare. Uh, they're just, What's like an example? Like so, um, I'm trying to think of some good ones. So like they, they're trying, they haven't figured out, they haven't figured out blood types yet. So they're trying to figure out a way to do blood transfusions that don't immediately kill the patient. And the way they figured this out is just by doing it <laughs> and killing wow. people. Um, the other thing early on in the season. Oh, the, how did they figure out blood types? I didn't uh, even ever think about that. Uh, well, we're seeing a lot of ways that they didn't do it uh, yeah, wow. in, in the end of the first season. Um, um, and the hospital the knickerbocker is just being electrified for the first time they're just getting electricity for the first time um and so they they use they're starting to use that for the first time as tools to like um cauterize wounds and stuff like that but there's uh early on right when they get electricity there's an electrical fire 
like a like a things start shooting out and because nobody knows and because um there aren't the 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 safety protocols there's this electricity fire and a nurse not thinking goes and grabs a bucket of water and everybody tries to stop her but it's too late she throws the water on it gets electrocuted and immediately dies like instantly and it's just you realize like oh my fucking god it was a fucking nightmare like they talk about um appendicitis in one episode and it was it was a reminder of me it's like oh if i lived literally any time before the time i grew up in i'm dead i'm a dead person i don't yeah. I, I don't exist uh there would have been a couple of medical issues oh, did you have it you had your appendix removed i had my appendix removed um how long ago now like five or six years ago but i also had a a, a tear duct infection that when i was a kid when i was like three that needed surgery that would i just would have i just would be dead i just wouldn't have existed uh wow. and then my my sister was premature it's just this idea that like like again like if I existed back then. I wouldn't, right? I, I just wouldn't. Uh, uh, I wouldn't. And and so it's on on that level. It's, it's fascinating. Um, all the performances are incredible. Uh, it is one of those again because I think of stuff with a nerd context. So Clive Owen plays one of these like he's like a house in the 1900s where he's a piece of shit, but everybody has to put up with him because he's like really fucking good. That character, yeah. Which when I say that, it's like Ugh, it just sounds exhausting. Clive Owen's so fucking good that it works. And you also get the impression that the show is not... Is he smooth? Like, is he, like... He's not smooth. Charming it, at all? Honestly, if if I'm being honest with you, watching the show, it's like, fuck, I wish Clive Owen was Doctor Strange. Like, I love oh, Benedict Cumber- Cumberbatch, but Clive Owen would have done something very different with it that I yeah. think just would have, like, worked better. Um, something I can get on board with. Yeah, it's just because it, he's playing a surgeon in it, so that's where my brain goes. And it's like, oh yeah, if you had done this, if this character was Doctor Strange, it would have been different enough from Tony Stark that it's like, oh, this is compelling. It's, he's not smooth. He's a, he's a piece of shit. He's very brusque. He's very blunt, but he's smart. He's on top of it. He knows what he's doing. A big a big plot throughout the first season is um, Andre Holland is black. And so they bring him in as a surgeon uh, who he's been around Europe and everything. He's incredibly experienced. He's based on real life surgeons from the real life black surgeons from the time. But of course, due to racism, uh, there's a lot of controversy with bringing him in. And Clive Owen's character, they do something very interesting with it where he's being he's being racist. But uh, it's it it comes from a place of pragmatism in that he knows that patients are going to have an issue with it, which which the show does something interesting with in that it doesn't like justify that. It still portrays that as bad because that's who gives a fuck. He's the guy knows what he's doing, like do it, but it makes their relationship really interesting because there comes to a certain point where like, um, uh, Clive Owen's character discovers all that Andre Holland's character has been doing, even though that he hasn't really been allowed to practice as a surgeon within the hospital. And there's this like camaraderie, but it's not so they they it's it's just the way the show explores race at the time is really fascinating and and is, I think is uh, really smartly done. Um, the way huh. the show explores a lot of things of that time is done. Like there's there's uh, a subplot that deals with abortion and what that was like at the time. Um, there's a subplot that deals with um, what's uh, the year? Nineteen hundred, literally like it's like either nineteen hundred or nineteen oh one, like literally the beginning of the twentieth century. I feel like very ignorant to the fact that I didn't realize that electricity didn't come until 1900. Yeah, and so it's I, I, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know about. Like when they when they start tra- talking about like trying to discover why certain blood doesn't you can't transfuse certain blood with certain blood. I was like, wait, 
I also don't know what blood type. Like I don't. I know about blood types. I don't know yeah, what yeah. makes one type one way or another type of other. Like I don't actually know the answer to this question. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff I'm ignorant to, and I think it does a really smart job with it. But the other thing is that I would I would really recommend this show for people. When there's controversy around like a director implying or saying that superhero stuff isn't really cinema, when they're talking about cinema, this is what they're fucking talking about. Yeah. For yeah. example, there's a scene, Clive Owen's character is is uh, incredibly dependent on cocaine. Like like really hooked on cocaine to be able to function. Wow, what's cocaine like in 1900? Um uh it's it, it's similar it is pretty similar. However, the the where he's injecting it and he's he's having to do it in his toes now cuz like his veins have collapsed. So it's very injectable but ah! it's, not, it's not as oh, I taboo. Hate, I hate toe drugs, DJ. I hate um, toe drugs. Well, Roxy is somebody that uh does it has issues with needles and doesn't like I, I, I can I don't I can give blood, draw blood, but I don't like the experience. Having yeah. seen how they did blood transfusions back then, oh my fucking God, it's a fucking nightmare. And that's a lot of this show. Like part of this show, it's not a horror show, but like when you see like surgeries from back, back then, you're like, oh my fucking God, this is insane. So um, at, at a certain point- Look at this cast right now, DJ. It's really cool. It's an incredible cast. Um, Chris but, Sullivan's in this show from This Is Us, but but the, he plays um 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 he plays uh, like an ambulance driver. He's a fucking great character. He's really he's in good. Nineteen in the show. episodes of the show. Um, uh, he's wow. incredible in it. So there's there's a there's a point where Clive Owen's character, uh, due to like um um supply shortages. Because they use cocaine for everything in this, for like, for surgeries and stuff like that. Like it's more ubiquitous. It's less stigmatized at this point. Um, but they, there's not enough of it, and so he starts going in withdrawals. And he's at, um, and he's at like a um, a, a here like what's the word I'm looking for? Like a like a not a symposium, but basically doctors are there like sharing their discoveries. They're basically comparing notes, but it's done as like a like a speech or a presentation. And so another character is giving this presentation. But instead of when we're on that character, we instead of being on that character, we're on Clive Owen because he's going through withdrawals and he's really struggling keeping it together. And he's it, right prior to this scene, he's been going through the withdrawals. He finally got a little piece of cocaine and he and he literally just shot it up. So the way ah. so the way it's shot in is, the toes. Uh, well, I don't think we see. I, I don't. I don't think we see it at that moment. We just know he goes okay. into the bathroom to do it, and we're on him. And the way it's edited the the it keeps cutting to like random things in the room um and it, when it cuts to the speaker it like leaves the speaker at like weird times and then it's on Clive Owen's character and so what's happening here what what the what the show is conveying is we're from we're in Clive Owen's perspective we're in his inability to really focus right now and so the show is able to convey to the audience the feeling that that character has in that moment about the kind of the jitteriness he has of having gone through withdrawals and literally just shot up. And so like, he's kind of like having trouble stabilizing. And there's a lot of scenes, like there's another scene where the, the, a big subplot in the show is they're dealing with, um, 
financial issues with the hospital. And so there's a, there's, um, there's a financial meeting about like, what are we going to do? Cause we're running out of money, but instead of like dealing with all the finance talk, which is, is very expositional. We're on one of our characters that is responsible for all that, but is dealing with his own personal dramas. And it's a long take on that character. We're not on the speaker. We're on that character watching his reactions because the show knows what, What's happening right now isn't what matters. What matters is what that character's feeling about it. And so there's decisions like this from the writing, from the acting, from the editing, from the directing. Like everything's purposeful. Everything is there to convey to you what the show is trying to convey about the characters, about the world, about the situation. That's cinema. And it's a, it's a world of difference. Like I feel like this watching the show has like wrecked my ability to like review like superhero shit because it's like in my brain this show exists and now i'm watching yeah, 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 yeah. superhero which is it's great it's entertaining but a lot of times it's very much like uh you could just point the camera at what's happening and that's what's happening and there's no like more thought to it than that which isn't to say that's always the case but a lot of times it's pretty just standard and so there's not that thought there's not that intent there's not that and, and it's so and it's not even like necessarily dig on the filmmakers doing a lot of the genre entertainment we enjoy it's that it's part of a bigger franchise we're on a clock this movie has a release date uh before it even has a script like we need to get this shit out there so they don't have the time to think about like okay what idea are we trying to convey what is the best way to convey that idea which this show is written by the same, uh, primarily written by the same two guys that created it, uh, um, Jack Amiel and Michael Begler. And every episode is directed by Steven Soderbergh. And so there's, uh, unlike a lot of that media, there is an, an, a lot of incredible thought into conveying the world and the characters and the ideas. Um, and it all works together seamlessly. It's not always perfect. Like there's, it does, it does indulge in a little bit of melodrama in the like, uh, the, uh oh, this person's pregnant by not their husband. Wait, how are we going to, you know what I mean? That shit. Like, um, there's some stuff that, that, that might be more heightened than I think it needs to be. But I really just can't recommend the show enough. It, I, 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 I'm bummed I didn't watch it when it first came out. I'm very happy I'm watching it now. If you have HBO Max, you have it. Yeah. Just really check it out. Uh, cause it's just, it, it, it's, it blows my mind. Really incredible show. Is it, did it get canceled and it, it weird? It did not. Well, one, there's two seasons. I've only finished season one, so I don't know okay. how it ends. My understanding okay. is that it was not canceled. They, they told this, that was the story they wanted to tell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, but again, just like, like, um, like you said about being ignorant, like when they introduced Eric, Andre Holland's character, I, I was like, what was it like to be, I had to look up like what, what was it like to be a black surgeon back in 1900? You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. um, uh, he, that character starts up a relationship with a white woman. And of course there's a lot of like, a lot of stuff to navigate there. And so it forces you to like, go back and like, re, like rethink, like, you know, and it also makes you think about stuff that we take for granted now. In that, like, um, so, like, there's a the there's a scene where, like, oh, you're dealing with pain. Don't worry, take this miracle drug. It's from Bayer. It's the from the uh, the, time, the with these people. It's not. It's it, it's completely safe. And then you find out later it's heroin because they didn't fucking know. And so it makes you think about like what 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 stuff are we putting in our bodies that we're like ah, it's a miracle drug. And then it's like turns out to be, uh, you know, I mean, we're dealing with that now with like oxy. It it it's yeah. 
I don't know. It's an incredible show. I, I, I thought I would enjoy it. I had no idea I was going to enjoy it as much as I do. Um, and and I, check it out. Give it some love. Um, I'm glad I finally got a chance to like to to sing its praises on this show. But now, with that said, let's go to another another ad break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are going to get into our main topic for this week, which is superhero fatigue. (sighs) And um, we got a lot of great questions from the chat, so I think I'm just going to kind of dive into the uh, uh, chat. But before we do that, Roxy, are you feeling the superhero fatigue? Be honest, you're in a safe space. Yeah, I don't know the answer to this because I'm feeling superheroes and i'm feeling fatigued <laughs> that's yes i i think that superhero movies have broken into a lot of different genres now such as horror mm-hmm. with even like adjacent superhero things like brightburn yeah 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 um or comedies with things like guardians uh or su- like raunchy all the things you could name all the genres and they've done, they're really like have gone into a lot of different directions. So because of that, it's easier to feel fatigued now because not only have we covered every superhero that I can name from <laughs> comic books, essentially on the big screen, but then we've also now covered them on the little screen and every week and every week, if you're watching all the superhero shows, you're watching about 15 shows. Yeah. So I feel like we are in a little bit of a rut. I still love a lot of them, but I do feel a little like the cobwebs need to be shaken off. I don't know what the solution is. How are you feeling, DJ? I think that's a really good way to describe it. I think uh, right at the top, your distinction between feeling super stuff and feeling fatigue, it is hard to extricate <laughs> general feelings of ennui that, uh, the, that the past 18 months or whatever have put inside my body um yeah from from general entertainment like am i feeling fatigue on this just because i'm uh, i'm tired and sad most of the time like who's to say um so i think that's an important distinction i do think i i like i like your point of saying the cobwebs need to be shaken off i will say that i think a lot of the excitement there was a there was an excitement that you know a character i loved is on the screen that doesn't quite do it anymore like i feel like a little bit uh for something to get me excited you need to do a little bit more than that like um um uh i think a good example is the conversations we've been having about spider-man um uh, no way home the the way that movie's being set up is a lot of characters i love and have wanted to see on screen together will be on screen together and there's a part of me that's very excited about that. Right. Uh, the, but, but there's also the, the like. The part of you that's like, 
human and gets like here's all the yeah. names and is like yes 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 to this yes to this one oh my god that's my childhood oh my god i love that character like the yeah. part of you that's like me where it's just like overwhelming exciting yes and but then there's also the part of like but part of the excitement of seeing them together is seeing those kind of it, it's weird to say it because a lot of it's like villains and heroes it's the relationships and and stuff like that and there's and who knows whether they'll have the time to invest in any of that um so like uh i'm very excited for Haley steinfeld's kate bishop that said it's not going to be enough that Haley steinfeld's playing kate bishop like the show's actually going to have to be good right. because we've it's been we're what 12 years into the mcu at this point um yeah uh, so i think that idea of like and, and i do think we're seeing a little bit of it um with you know wandavision experimenting with the different tv formats uh in that in that show but interestingly um, enough both you and i didn't love that as much as other people did that's a great point that's a really good <laughs> like, point I, kudos to them for experimenting but we, we were the ones who were like <laughs> and I think I think um, it's fair to say that the, the the part that we both did respond to was the experimenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the beep boop beep boops that we were mm-hmm. not in. Yeah, every time we cut back to whatever sword was doing outside, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> bring us back. Yeah, it's like well, they're here to explain stuff. It's like, well, fuck. Um, so I, I, it'll be interesting to see. But but I think the other thing that's important to point out is that. You and I spent a lot of time watching the CW shows, and now I don't need me personally. I don't even watch Legends, which I like Legends. There wasn't know, even a point. Like I don't even check it out. So that's how I know, uh, DJ. That is how I know that I am experiencing some form of fatigue from it because I still watch TV every night. Mm-hmm. I still watch at least three hours of TV a day every day. Don't miss a day on that. Yeah. And so the fact that I'm doing that, and yet I've only watched one episode of Doom Patrol this season. Yeah. I've never checked out Stargirl. Yeah. I do not watch Supergirl, Flash, or Legends at all anymore. Yeah. That tells me I, even though I like, even though I really like those shows, they're not on the top of my list. And at some point, I do feel like I'm going to go through and binge at least Doom Patrol. But I recommend that one. Uh, yeah, but I, I just, I don't know. It's been such a struggle. But why am I having an easier time? I think that one of the things that helps with the fatigue is, you know, take Hawkeye, for example. Six episodes, two of them are airing at one day. So that gives me five weeks of watching. Mm-hmm. I know that for five weeks, I tune into that and then I'm done with the show. Yeah, I have a hard time with these CW shows at this point because like... I don't know that I can commit to 10 months of a show, I, you know, like, the, and, and they've separated, you know, if you want to watch one season, yep. even if that season is 13 episodes, which usually it's not, it's 24 or some yep. shit like that. It takes so long to get through yep. some weeks. It's on some weeks. It's off. Some weeks there's a crossover. Some weeks there's not some weeks we go into hiatus. What's going to happen with the fucking strike, by the way, yep. how long are the show's going to be off for? And by the way, I, I don't mean fucking strike as in that's wrong. Fucking strike go strike just i who knows when we're going to be seeing what the pandemic made it really hard to watch these shows because all of a sudden some of the shows are dropped mid-season and we we didn't get them for another year so Mm -hmm. for those reasons it's i know i'm experiencing some kind of something because i'm not watching them anymore yeah yeah 100 percent 100 percent and and uh yes i also second just give the yahtzee people what they want come on what are you doing 
<laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Because uh, you're going to have to. Yeah. So what's what's the holdup? Yeah, it's yeah. You can't you can't keep pretending these people are expendable. They're fucking not. Anyway, right. anyway, let's get into. I think what, something that'll, that'll help with this discussion. Let's get into the the Discord um, uh, chat because a lot of people this this got a lot of great response. So. Um, Sabretooth Ewok says his superhero or their superhero passion has been kept alive by playing the miniature game Marvel Crisis Protocol. It stokes uh, their competitive spirit, competitive side, and gives a chance to nerd out uh, the comic stories and play a uh, uh, group with a group that don't hmm, play that my group don't know and, and I can share. Um, Danny says after 10 years. Plus years of reading comics, I think I'm immune to superhero fatigue. That being said, I'm more uh, picky about what I watch and definitely do not feel uh, the need to watch everything anymore for fear that if I stopped, they would stop making this stuff. Uh, that is another interesting thing of like, well, you got you got to watch it all or else it'll go away. And now it's like, well, that's eh, this shit's not going away. <laughs> yeah, but I do feel that too because like I want shows like Doom Patrol to exist. So I have to kind of put my money where my mouth is, mm-hmm. you know? I feel that way about a lot of shows where, or, or movies, like, even if you don't love the movie, if you are somebody who was like, uh, I don't know whether it's like the, any, if you think that there should be more women directors in Hollywood, then you have to pay money to go see their movies because that's what people listen to. So Mm -hmm. like, whatever you want, you got to put your money where your mouth is in Hollywood. And even though it only feels like a $15 ticket. Yeah. Yes, tickets are fifteen fucking dollars. Mm-hmm. It's still that's that's what counts. Yeah, so totally. I feel that where I'm like, ah, do, I I like Doom Patrol. I don't want to not watch Doom Patrol. I, Doom Patrol went away. I'd be sad, but then I would be the reason why. <laughs> it would be it would be solely on you, Roxy. On it would be only it's on you. On me. Uh, Danny has a question for us. Uh, what, what is has, it? What has been the superhero that you never expe- expected would get a live action treatment? Like the one you still can't believe happened slash is happening. Um, superhero? Can that include villain? Yeah. Well, I think that uh, um, Star... Uh, <laughs> What the fucking the Suicide Squad starfish? Oh, uh, oh, the, yeah, yeah, Starro. Starro. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody saw that coming. For for sure, I we mentioned Doom Patrol. It, it's interesting with Doom Patrol because on the one hand, like I can't believe there's a Doom Patrol show, and I also can't believe it's so good. However, there was a point back in like the '90s where those were the comic properties that were getting adapted, like The Crow. You know what I mean? Like the more yeah, yeah, like yeah. like mm-hmm. offbeat ones. Um, I'm, I, it's, it's crazy that we're getting a Moon Knight show on Disney plus that one's wild. I, star was a good one. Star was a good pull. Um, uh, it's wild that Howard the duck is like a recurring character in the MCU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I, I think not, I think I'm less surprised that guardians exists and more surprised of how popular it is, like how beloved that franchise has become considering like how niche it was. Well, I guess every I mean, that we I guess my live action characters are all animated, but like Groot, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, <laughs> who would have fucking guessed? Um, and then I feel like all the time on the TV shows, uh, there will be like they'll pull in some characters that you're like, whoa, <laughs> or even like um, even big people like that we saw that we get to see Brandon Routh as the Adam as opposed to mm-hmm. a Superman. Like that's wild too. Yeah. 
That, that's true. I, like a lot of the like, well, the fact that I was thinking about this the other day, the fact that like Ruby Rose played Batwoman for a whole season of that show is wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it was weird. How like, is Batwoman doing? Have you heard anything about it? Oh, I mean, it's getting a third season. Poison Ivy is going to be the big bad of the next season. I think it's doing well. I think it's hard for like bat stuff to not do at least marginally. And listen, Gotham was around for what? Five seasons, six seasons. <laughs> think five people love their bat stuff people love their bats i loved gotham i know you did i know you did that's honestly i'm missing a show like that i'm missing my shows that like i get to watch and nobody else is really watching i just get to feel how i want to feel about it Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) as opposed to everybody having an opinion about every single episode of every single marvel show that comes out and like if you don't agree with their take on Loki, the internet lights on fire. Like nobody bothered me about Gotham after they would hear that. I liked Gotham. They're like, what you like Gotham. And then they'd leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, it is. It, they're there. Uh, I agree with you. The, I more about like, um, I guess like spoilers and stuff. It's ni- nice to know that like, Oh shit. If I miss a week of doom patrol, it's not going to be ruined. Like I'm, nobody's expecting me to watch doom patrol the day it releases. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Even- yeah, I de- although I did hear some fucking spoiler about some character dying that I was like, what? Don't spoil it for Roxy. Um, uh, so uh, we've got a um, uh, question here from STS2884. What is a creator, a property combo that you think would be a weird and or perfect? Example, Michael Bay working on a Lobo project or a stat- Chad Stileski doing Hitmonkey. Where is what is a creator or property project that you think would be perfect? Yeah, like a like a creator, like a like he a like, combo, like a director like a, with a certain character or whatever. Yeah, 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 or hmm. a writer. Hmm. Interesting question. Do you have one? Um, that is an interesting question. I was thinking about um, what would be a good uh, uh, combo. Um, you want to go weird let's go big there's a there's a or small depending on your perspective there's a very obscure marvel character called sleepwalker that basically looks like one of those um you know the the aliens of the grays with the big heads and the big eyes he looks like one of those in a hoodie is he a zombie? Uh, he's not a zombie basically when the his human alter ego goes to sleep sleepwalker wakes up and he fights crime let's let's have that character directed by david lynch <laughs> Huh. Let's go full nightmare dream logic with a sleepwalker movie directed by David Lynch, or let even something like that. What's um, uh, thinking about this? I think um, another example, and I think I might have mentioned this when we did the Venom episode. I think a character uh, director that would have done really well with Venom is early Tim Burton. Um, well, I was just gonna say him, DJ. I'm sorry, go for it. Wasn't gonna say for that though, because I just always wanted to see his um. Uh, Superman. Yeah, yeah, for real. Because I'm assuming you watched the uh, the documentary. That the Superman lives. What happened? Yeah, yeah. So imagine if, like, I don't know, we got a Tim Burton Superman takeover. And it's funny too that, like, I feel like that's where those those things live best. Because I feel like if we actually got Tim Burton Superman, there'd be a lot to like rip into it. But the, totally. But the fact but we that we didn't didn't get it, it becomes this obscurity that we want to see. The similar to like. Uh, this I think the Snyder cut was in its purest form when it didn't exist because then it could be whatever you wanted it to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. I you think know? that, yeah, I think that there's a lot of um, 
a lot of directors that I feel like would do a good job with superhero properties, but I don't know about which specific one until you know what their diehard fandoms are. You know, like I feel like people do a better job with some of the characters when they understand the characters better. They've been, and it's not like they're hired and then they start reading a bunch of comic books, which there's merit to that as well. Yeah. Oh no, I look frozen. It's okay. Power through. (laughs) I'm sad, DJ. Okay. Uh, I think that the, I think that, I think I can fix this actually. Wait, wait, wait. We've got it. Listen, we have the technology. We can fix it. We maybe can. Maybe. Um, So Michelle McLaren was a name I was going to throw out, but um, I think that she would do a a pretty good job to fix it. Yes. (gasps) Oh, what do you mean? Multitasking and shit. Uh, I really would like to see what she could do um, with like a Gotham City Sirens if that's coming. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Totally. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, um, the Safty brothers who did uh, Good Time and Uncut Gems. Yeah. I would love to see them do like a Daredevil. Like I would like to see a Daredevil, new- cool. Daredevil movie done like that. That's a cool one. Yeah. I like that pitch. So uh, uh, yeah, that's good. Let's do a couple more. Uh, 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 Jake Hefner, I understand why folks might uh, might have some super fatigue, but I'm not one of them. Both MCU and Arrowverse are things I wanted so badly to see as a kid. And given that the state of the world is currently less than ideal at the moment, superheroes are personally a welcome distraction and something good to look forward to. Brenda that's says. True. Yeah, the, what are you talking about the world not being perfect? What, what do you mean? Uh, Brenda says, I tend to go through ebbs and flows of the genre slash content I watch. So I don't know if I feel burnt out as super, on superheroes. Oh, excuse me, on superheroes yet. But I do enjoy that we're kind of branching out now. Characters like Shang-Chi um, that we aren't as familiar with or shows like The Boys or Invincible that look at the genre a different way have helped a lot. Yeah, that's interesting too, Brenda, that you bring up The Boys because... That's a show I refuse to miss a single episode of. And I wonder if it's because it's a property that I'm so much less familiar with for the same reason um, or, or, or not even that I'm less familiar with, but isn't overdone other places Like for the same reason that I really liked watching preacher because it's just like, no matter where else I went, there wasn't another version of that. Mm -hmm. And maybe with the CW TV shows, it was like, there's five of the same show. it's five the same show and then also like we have another flash literally mm-hmm. right now we yeah. have another superman uh we have another lois we have another i think all of the characters mm-hmm. um uh black canary yeah we have another oh my god remember that pilot attempt yes i do what was that called the, the, can- uh, the uh, green, green arrow and the canaries green arrows and the green arrow and the canaries which which by no, the wait, way i don't think that's what it was called yeah green arrow and the canaries i'm pretty sure it was Green Arrow and the Canaries? Yeah. Let me, really? let me confirm. Yeah, and it, what's wild is that backdoor pilot ended on a cliff tank, cliffhanger, which I think they're resolving. I think those characters are showing up in an episode of Legends to kind of like resolve that. Why would it have been Green Arrow and the Canaries? Because the, 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 Oliver's daughter was the new Green Arrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense now. Duh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that was... Whatever it is. But, like, I love The Boys. I yeah. love that show. That's a really fun show to watch. We also have here Swanman85. Always found it odd that there was been a, a mainstream coverage about, quote, superhero fatigue, yet everyone is perfectly okay with almost limitless amount of shows based around doctors, police, and federal agencies. I will say 
that currently, I understand your point. I will say that there is not quite the cultural saturation of um, where like every movie and show is like, yeah, there's shows like Grey's Anatomy, which have been on uh, forever. Uh, and there's the, the um, what what is the, what is the Chicago verse? Is that what it is? Where it's like Chicago PD, Chicago fire, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not like medical there's not like doctor movies there's not like uh, really even cop movies anymore i'm fine with that um but uh, the other thing is that those are real human jobs that real humans do and i think the problem with the um the saturation of not just superhero media but genre media is that it's easy for these blockbuster properties to overshadow any type of like humanity or human feeling it's not they're not they're not mutually exclusive i you know i think the sam raimi spider-man films did a good job uh, tapping into the humanity of those characters um you know uh robert downey jr did good work with with iron man having that character be be pretty fleshed out um but it's it's a lot harder to get across human experience like you were just talking about with mate or i was talking about the nick conveying human experience in these you have to work at it a little bit more and a lot of the the genre stuff isn't about doing the work it's about cashing in a brand name that people recognize um what do you think about that roxy the the comparing like medical all the medical dramas cop shows whatever whatever with the superhero genre and that relationship what's hard for me on that comment is that i get what you're saying but superhero is not like superhero is an overarching theme like they're if we're going to talk about, you said police shows, there's Lucifer. That's a superhero Mm -hmm. show, you know? So it's not the same as a specific genre. It's like that. It's not the same as a a specific thing. It's the same as a category like horror, you know, or like, um, I, I think it's a bigger category. And also I think that I would argue that there's infinitely less, doctor shows than superhero shows yeah infinitely less police shows than superhero shows i guess i could be wrong with that but i don't think so in one year's time what do we have 30 superhero shows yeah i mean like uh the disney plus shows wandavision loki falcon winter soldier hawkeye um the cw shows flash uh legends of tomorrow batwoman supergirl superman and lois uh you just star girl star girl doom patrol titans the boys uh invincible um uh, what about what if what if um, um and like and do i mean i guess maybe they don't count as superhero shows but like there's all of the Star Wars shows too. They're all yeah. the, like I kind of blur nerd dumbs because what really is, makes a superhero? Yeah. If you have powers and you're a hero, are you a superhero? Yeah. Uh, versus comic book shows, just also like Walking Dead or um, Last Man on Earth or or Why the Last Man. Um, you know, there's just so fucking many. And for if I'm thinking about Doctor shows. There's Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Um, Forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> thank you. Tried to talk about that today. DJ wouldn't let me. 
Wait, we're gonna get there. We're gonna. But that's for the after show. You all needed to check out the after show for that He's conversation. Just making a joke. Making a joke. Uh, there's Grey's Anatomy. I'm genuinely trying to think what are other doctor shows on right now. Uh, Chicago Med. So is that okay, is that a Chicago. show? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> that Med. sounds right. The I'm Good sure Doctor. There are, I'm sure there are a few. I'm sure there's like five or six, yeah. right? Uh, but I don't think that there's. 30 and they also don't dominate the cultural conversation the way superhero or genre media or fan fan based media does like there's not like uh you know obviously i'm sure for the fans of that um the, the gray's anatomy i'm sure their twitter feed every time a character returns or dies or da, 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 whatever the show comes back i'm sure th- there's a lot going on there but it's not the same it's not the same cultural dominance that these other types of shows and movies have that we're talking about yeah yeah or like yeah, and, and again, there's superhero shows that are this. Like Gotham was kind yeah. of a PD show, yeah. you know? that like, it, Yeah, so I do hear what you're saying. And I'm not saying that I'm tapped out on superhero shows or movies. Because if superhero shows or movies stopped tomorrow, I'd be crushed. Yeah. But it is, it, it is a lot. Yeah, it's some- and, and with post-pandemic, everything rushing production. Yeah. It's like what Marvel's Marvel's putting out four four movies next year, right? Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, and, of, and, and the other movies. thing is that like when you think about other genres, like in because of the dominance of stuff like superhero movies, we're not really getting big budget action movies. We're not really getting big budget dramas we're not really getting you know what i mean like the the uh because they don't make a billion dollars at the box office we're not getting um uh stuff like uh one of my what were some of the hit like you know the godfather used to be a blockbuster you know what i mean like that was like one of the biggest movies ever you know what i mean uh um uh the titanic like listen i'm sure people in this audience have mixed you know some love it some hate it probably but like titanic's one of the, I love it. yeah titanic's one of the uh, biggest movies of all time like we're not getting that's a big sweeping epic romance N- name one of those that came out in the past however many years name name one blockbuster romance movie that came out since titanic <laughs> yeah i know uh and so the notebook. The notebook. There you go. So, so like the, the I can name some. I think the the point is there's room for other stories, and it would be interesting to see. You know, Hollywood is Hollywood is a machine. Uh, it is. It's a factory that's like cranking out stuff. And who said? And the, I think the other part is you know, but there's a creative aspect, and so it'd be nice to see people. And there, it's not that there's not place for these movies like A24, some more indie stuff. But again, those aren't those aren't getting the eyeballs that that some of the superhero stuff gets and i think eventually people just like it's been mentioned all, like westerns people will get uh burnt out on it um and so we will see i do think and i think we've talked about it post end game and crisis on fin- infinite earths like i think some of that like the the wrapped up a lot of our extended expanded, un- expanded universes in some ways you know i think that has kind of helped the fatigue along but we shall see let us know, uh, I guess, the question on Spotify or in the chat or wherever on Twitter, what you think about superhero fatigue, whether you're feeling superhero fatigue. Um, uh, Roxy, if people want to tell you their feelings on superhero fatigue on Twitter, where can they find you and what are you up to? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Uh, that's where I'll tell you what I'm up to. 
boom so go boom, check that out baby you can find me at dj talks trash and you can find this show uh at only stupid answers everywhere that matters but on twitter you ain't got the vowels from stupid and tune in uh next week when we will be talking about a different thing uh probably a superhero movie so so stay tuned uh for all that and we'll see you all next time